Communication breakdown. Frustrated with your pain or injury? That sucks, but I'm here to help. Hi, my name is Denise DeShutler and I'm a body worker and educator. Why is it so hard to find the care we need to feel better? Most of my clients have asked that question for years until we started working together. Now I'm gonna help you find those answers. I'll explore different health disciplines and chat with talented practitioners. We'll share our insights and practical advice to help you get the results you need to feel good again. Because seeking the right care for your health can be a pain in the arse. But with me, your wellness journey will turn into a fun-filled adventure. Buckle up, baby, for the Passionate Health Advocate Show. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining. I'm happy you're here. Today, we are going to a place where you will have the power to enhance your body's natural healing. Let's buckle up. Welcome to the land of microcurrent. We are searching for Rob Van Bergen, who is a microcurrent specialist. Is that you? That's me. You found me. Excellent. We are very excited to be in this new land of microcurrent. And we want to know how did you get here? Oh, wow. What a journey, I guess. Uh, (laughs) I suppose I sort of uh, fell into it. I've always been involved in microcurrent, but only in the sense that I was a patient, even when I was a kid. Um, I had really, really bad scoliosis when I was younger, and um, it was sort of nothing that we could do that would fix it. Um, I grew up in England. We went to an osteopath, chiropractor, all of those things. And uh, honestly, I was shorter than I should have been, which was rough at school. Um, I experienced a lot of pain. Um, and to top that all off, I think that gave me really bad anxiety as well, which kind of brought on its own set of issues, right? So, so yeah, I was a patient before becoming a therapist and I was a success story. Microcurrent therapy is what kind of straightened me out um, and uh, allowed me to, I, I think, allowed me to grow properly, I suppose. Um, oh. So microcurrent changed my life. Uh, my scoliosis lessened, was corrected. Uh, my anxiety, I was even able to overcome that through therapy as well. Um, but I never really thought it would become my life. I was one of those people who did a little bit of everything in school. I, I started an English degree, which I did finish. I tried anthropology, didn't like that. I went to business school um, and ultimately ended up working in the family business, which was microcurrent therapy. Um, and I just wasn't satisfied crunching the numbers, I suppose, uh, while working in the office, doing admin work. I watched a lot of people come in through the doors and I thought, wow, those poor people. But then I would watch them leave in less pain or, or fixed or, or whatever you want to call it. Don't know, like using the term fixed, but mm-hmm. that, was, that was something to behold. And I thought, well, I want to do that. But, so I did. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Okay. So yeah, maybe you're getting away from it and it just, it's like full circle. It sounds like it went for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, you can't escape it. It's in my DNA, I guess. <laughs> Yes. Well, you said this was a family business. So does that mean family members were treating you? Yeah. So that, that was it. Um, my mom, uh, when she met my dad, she was a psychologist and um, it, my dad was a naturopath. And so he was, he, he and her kind of met together and they went on this sort of 
discovery off to uh, Russia um, to look for this sort of technology that they could include in their clinic. And um, microcurrent was what they came back with. Uh, it was a pretty phenomenal story in and of itself, um, just how they were able to do that. But so they, they then started their practice and from there it grew and that was what it was. We moved around a lot, um, different locations, trying to settle down, but the clinic always stayed the same, you know. Wow. Okay. So it sounds like, obviously, like we said, 360, your life is there and now you're a therapist. What is microcurrent? Okay. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty uh, confusing topic for a lot of people. Microcurrent is... It's just a mild electric signal, right? It's a microcurrent. So the concept of using it in health is using low frequencies um, that are similar to those that your body uses and your cells use to communicate with others with each other. So proper microcurrent uses um, the same language as the body. It uses sinusoidal waves, which is what your body uses to communicate. And then you can deliver those frequencies in the body's own language and trigger healing. I, I like to describe it to new patients as like hacking the brain because you're kind of going in there, you're using the brain's language and you're saying, hey, my arm hurts. You're not doing anything about it. So maybe you should. So it's really about enhancing that natural healing um, by using that body language. Okay. Okay. So it's talking about, it sounds like the way you're describing the microcurrent is the way the language it kind of interrupts that communication that yeah exactly it's what the body would use um our cells actually are electrical they have electrical mm -hmm. potential um and when your body is functioning optimally your cells will talk to each other and things will be great when you start to get hit by a disease or an injury that creates pain and inflammation then that communication breaks down and so we'll start to see the communication breakdown leading to chronic pain, um, degeneration, so on. And ultimately um, that just leads to people having to take pills, medications and, and all those things to try and keep it at bay. And uh, then we got to reverse all of that too, which is, is quite something. Yes, yes. Okay, so how does, um... When you were receiving the treatment, mm -hmm. uh, were you getting any form of therapy or you were just getting these currents? So, so microcurrent, it comes from equipment, right? It comes from um, a machine that generates an electrical pulse. So that was the only form of therapy I was using. The, the electricity um, is strong enough that it can actually manipulate muscles um, if you want it to be. You can increase that power. You can use certain frequency sets. Uh, that you can manipulate the body. And so you're able to remove inflammation, stretch muscles, and kind of in doing that, you write the scoliosis because you kind of get trapped between inflammation and really, really weak muscles. And by working on each side, you even out the middle. Uh, so for me, it was an experience of just laying on a table and getting treated. Um, and, and at the time, we simply didn't have advanced enough technology to really go beyond that. The technology was handheld designed for therapists and you couldn't really use it on yourself if you tried because you just physically couldn't reach. <laughs> okay. So you weren't kidding when you're talking about straightening. So your scoliosis yeah. did straighten out. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it'll actually help you uh, fix your alignment. Um, it, it can do a lot of body manipulation if done right. And it's all about, as I say, it's, it's that knowledge of knowing how to use it. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's important to get that. But no, I wasn't kidding. Definitely straightened me out. 
Okay. Okay. How would this stay? You're saying, okay, there's going to be some manipulation with the current therapy. How does one keep at this if they're dealing with pain or scoliosis for that matter? Mm-hmm. And maybe, okay, we got their body to a posture that they like. How does one stick with that? Can they go on doing the things that they want to do and not use microcurrent? Or is this something they have to continue using the rest of their life? So it's certainly not something they have to continue using forever. Um, Unfortunately, human nature is in such a way that we don't tend to correct the behaviors that were the causal factor in the first place, especially when we have uh, easy access to something that can correct it. Uh, For example, if your alignment, if you've got scoliosis and you're twisted and you maybe you sit on your leg when you sit down rather than sitting on your bum. And so having that raised posture there is actually adjusting your hip, affecting your hip all the time. So if we fix your hip and you say, oh, wow, that feels so much better. And then you go and you sit down on your, on your leg again, then you can't fix that, right? It's, it's human behavior. You're going to fall out of alignment again. But if a person corrects the thing that triggered it in the first place and stops that behavior that caused it, then absolutely it can be a very long lasting Um, relief or even resolution, depending on how chronic it is. Okay. And then is that something you're doing? Is your, are you helping people with the behavior as well as the actual current treatment? Uh, So it's something we we recommend. What we tend to do is we'll, we'll work with them on the, the microcurrent side of things. And if they have a significant relapse consistently, then we will sort of look to, well, what are you doing? And we have to ask those probing questions. Uh, a lot of the time we just start with the basics. Let's just get the treatment done, get the relief done. Once they've seen that the relief is possible, then they're much, much more willing to listen to you um, in, when you're asking them to change their behavior. And, and the same goes outside of scoliosis for gut inflammation, right? I find it way easier to ask someone about altering their diet after I've gone in and already uh, made some change right. um, instead of me just coming in off the bat and saying, all right, yeah, but are you eating gluten? Maybe you shouldn't be doing that. That doesn't tend to go over very well with people. They've likely heard that before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you're using this also as a gateway to kind of continue on with the changes. And if they see some better results, then like, oh, okay, let's explore how we can maintain these results. Exactly. I think that's the the benefit of microcurrent devices is that they're portable, they're easy to use. And uh, once you've learned how to use them, you can really use them for problems as they come up. I I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm sure I I hurt myself a couple times a month doing something silly. And it's pain that I've caused myself, but it's helpful to be able to pull out my device instead of taking out some Tylenol um, and, and popping those. What are the type of people that come or, or I should say, what are they dealing with? What are, what are some symptoms, issues that people have that you primarily work with and, and what have, have the results been with working with you? Sure. Um, it varies. Uh, a lot of the time we tend to get people that have tried a lot of other methodologies before they've reached us and, and had no relief from them. So we have a lot to work with when we, when we get them. Maybe what started out as arthritis in the knee has turned into a hip replacement. Uh, So they've got the surgical scar going on that causes them aches and pains. Uh, In doing that, they're out of alignment. So they've got that kind of pain going on too. Maybe they get chronic headaches from being out of alignment. So you end up with all sorts of things that are pain related. And that pain and that inflammation, because that's the key here, right? Inflammation creates pain. And yet 
a lot of the time, even with the FDA, we see them telling us that we can't say that we can treat inflammation because inflammation and pain are not connected. Um, and it, to me, that's, that's a baffling concept because it's like, well, if we can deal with that pain, if we can get rid of that pain, we've eliminated the inflammation in the area and we'll see the inflammation go down. Um, and so that means that we can apply this therapy to whatever pain related issue that there is. Um, and we can, we can reduce that pain and provide better quality of life for the person. Okay. So it's not just the physical pain and muscular, you mm -hmm. also brought up the gut and you also brought up headaches. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of those things are inflammatory based and whether mm -hmm. you say that your headache is coming from anxiety, which it does, does happen. Stomach aches come from anxiety too, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's anxiety or it's a physical symptom, uh, you fell and injured yourself. Inflammation is still at the base of that. It's being triggered by something. And I know, as I mentioned, anxiety for me was huge. And I've seen people with chronic gut issues. Almost everyone has anxiety. And it's hard not to have anxiety if you're right. worried that you're going to be going to the bathroom, you can't live your life, you've got diarrhea all the time, you've got cramps and pain. I mean, that is the, the cycle we see people stuck in. You know, mm -hmm. stress creates inflammation, which creates pain, which creates more stress and right. And cycle. so it's all that that contributing cycle. So what we need to do is we need to step in, remove one of the issues and break the cycle. And usually just by going straight for the inflammation, we can we can handle that. Okay. Um, so if someone were to come to you with a, let's say they're dealing with some pain in the neck, um, mm. how would you treat that? Is this something that it's just like a one session, you start to see results, a couple sessions, and maybe just kind of walk me through what a session would be like with you, or maybe like sure. a program that you deal with. Sure. So if someone would come to me with neck pain, the first thing I would do would be check their range of motion. Sometimes people's neck pain is related to them. You know, you would say, turn your head to the right and they can do it. Turn your head to the left and well, maybe they can't make it very far at all. Mm -hmm. That will give me a tell as to whether the pain is muscular or whether it's maybe something else. We can then work on loosening up the muscles in the neck. So microcurrent is very, very gentle. It sort of feels like a tickle or a prickle. It's not meant to be uncomfortable. I know a lot of people hear electricity and they think, ah, you're zapping me, but no. <laughs> um, we would apply the device and probably in five or 10 minutes, we would have completed what we were going to do that day in the treatment. We would want to kind of massage the area with the device, loosen things up. We may do some of the harder physical manipulations, but I would have to gauge that on the person. Some people do not like losing control and it is, you would spontaneously start flapping your arms uh, from stimulating the muscles properly. Once we've loosened that up, we would be able to get in there and kind of see if their range of motion has improved and most of the time it has. So then we know we're on the right track. So a typical treatment might take anywhere from 10 to 30 minutes. I know people, like to have longer treatments, but longer is not always better with this stuff. It's, yes, you yes. know, so, sometimes less is wanna, more people, less is more. Absolutely. We want to make that three to five minute treatment that makes the person think, okay, I'm a little bit better. And then we want to let the body sit with that because there is a lot of power in our bodies to heal. And that's what they're designed to do. Um, so something is stopping us healing and we need to just remove that and allow the body to do what it does best. Okay. So it sounds like you're applying the microcurrent, but it's not going to be for a long duration. 
-hmm. and then you let the body sit and uh, process what has just happened. And then you check range of motion afterwards in that exam, in that, uh, in that example. Yeah. In that example. Yeah. And I think uh, one thing we see is that people will take the equipment themselves. Right. Um, And so they'll, you don't need to be a therapist to use this on a basic level, being able to treat the aches and pains as they come up in three to five minutes and then put that away again is going to save you not only money because you're not going to your um, doctor and paying them all the time. It's going to save you time and it's going to save you sanity because I find people, they just can't handle that pain coming back all the time, right? From one thing Mm -hmm. or the other. Uh, So it's just, it's just a really good method of, of getting in there, making some changes and letting it sit and have that body fix itself. Okay. So you're saying to have the body fix itself or help the body fix itself. Is this something that you find is better performed with a specialist like yourself and, or, you know, are people doing this on their own? Like they're buying the equipment and they're using it on themselves. And how is, you know, how can people be safe doing that? Sure. Um, I think that one of the best things people can do is to have the equipment for themselves. The, the equipment it is going to pay for itself in what would otherwise be five or six sessions of seeing a person for an hour. And uh, in doing that, you're able to treat whatever you need whenever it comes up. But you're right. There's, there's a lot of issues with um, how do you know what you're doing and how do you make sure you're doing it safely? And for us, a lot of that has just come down to making sure we have support systems in place. And it's taken us three or four years to be able to get to the point where we're at now, where we have, we have really detailed manuals that will show you exactly where to place the device on your body and illustrations and tell you what to set it to. Uh, beyond that, we have uh, training videos. So I think we have over 250 training videos for different conditions. So whether you got like, you know, bladder pain and so on. Um, and then we also have the treatment coordinators um, who are a team of people. Everyone gets assigned a treatment coordinator. It's like their personal um, health concierge. Um, and they, that doesn't cost them anything else. So beyond the cost of getting the equipment, their support is all covered. So then they're able to make sure from the ground up from within, I think it's one to two days of ordering your device, probably don't even have it yet. You've got the, 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 um, health coordinator is set up with you, gotten the case history and developed a plan for you so that you can hit the ground running. If you ever have any problems, you know, maybe your son falls and breaks their arm, um, falls out of a tree, then you can contact them, get a direct treatment plan for that and, and start working from there. If you feel you need that support, when you go to a practitioner, you're getting the benefit of having them treat you. So it can be nice for people. You don't have to do any of the work yourself. Uh, But what you're really doing is you're not having that same power to control your health that you get when you have the equipment. The ability to just ask a question, get an answer and and treat at nine at night on the weekend, right? It's just, it's huge compared to, I got to book an appointment. Uh, Last time I tried to book a chiropractor appointment, this was a couple of years ago, they they were saying to me, I think it was two weeks and I'm like, well, in the moment I need that now, right? Not in two weeks time. And, and that's sort of one of the advantages you'll see to that. Okay. So you're saying if we have it, you know, we're using this equipment by ourselves, then it's whenever we need. So it's mm-hmm. readily available. 
on you demand. You also said something about questions. So when, what do you find as the advantage besides the convenience if we're doing this on ourselves? Is Do you feel that with yourself, since you have also been using this, and then for people that you've treated, do you find that if you use this equipment by yourself, are people more uh, paying attention to their body and listening to the signals? Or do you find that that's, they're more present in the treatment than with a practitioner or does that matter? Absolutely. I think they are. I think people pay more attention to what they're doing because they're being more cautious than when they go in and then they don't necessarily know what's causing it. A lot of people that come back to me when they're treating um, themselves and they'll say, you know, I was feeling great. And then I realized that my headache started again, but it was only after I took a nap. It was like, okay, well, where did I I nap? Well, I napped on the couch and maybe it was the angle I was on. Whereas otherwise I might have that same person come into the clinic and say to me, okay, Rob, uh, so yeah, this just didn't work. My headache came back the next day and what you did didn't help, right? And it's like, okay, well, what did you do to bring that back? And people are more conscious of it when they're taking care of themselves. And it's also really good for them to be able to have that power because I think a lot of people have been disempowered by the, by the current medical system. Well, that's one of the reasons why I actually am doing this program is to help people empower themselves with the right tools and right information. And I know with my work, one of the biggest things is helping people listen to their, I do body work. So I do manual therapy. I do structural integration. Uh, We'll go into that later. But one of the big things that um, I work with people is helping them understand how to listen to their body and understand what the, what their body is saying. So if they are going to be, you know, doing this journey on, I want to say on their own, but with, you know, more freeway of their own mm-hmm. with the equipment at home, do they get the idea? It sounds like you have a treatment plan for them. Like, so, so do they get guidance of like how to answer these questions, how to do this treatment and what to look for? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's, that's the whole role of the treatment coordinator is they will reach out, get a case history. What exactly is going on with you and whoever else you're trying to treat? Mm-hmm. And they will give you um, guidance towards which protocols you should follow. We have a lot, as I mentioned, we have over 250 videos um, and many of them are along the same lines. I mean, pain responds to a couple of frequencies. It doesn't have to be really complicated, but people like to and, and I agree with them. I like it as well. I like basic instructions. I like to yes. be able to read a, read four steps on a page and know exactly what I'm supposed to do. And that's sort of the level we're at now. Didn't used to be that way with the old equipment. It, it was anatomical charts. It was all that you needed to know um, anatomy. You needed to know um, the terms too, right? Like mm-hmm. someone would say, you know, treat your super sternal notch and you get someone saying, what's that now? Um, and so rather show you in a diagram, wet a treat, you know, and just go from there. Okay. Are there any precautions? I mean, now that we're talking about it, I mean, people could be dealing with a lot of stuff. So would there be any precautions or when someone should not use this? Sure. So the devices are predicated on TENS equipment. So TENS equipment is much, much stronger than microcurrent. What we tend to see there is that there are a lot of, um, black box warnings that don't actually apply to the technology. The things like they'll say, don't treat your face, don't treat your your neck. 
uh, and so on. And that's because a TENS unit is 1,000 times stronger than a microcurrent device. But there is no FDA clearance for microcurrent. It's all lumped into that one electrical category. So we have to be very um, upfront with people about that and let them know that those warnings don't necessarily apply, but there are some that do. Uh, Number one, if you have a pacemaker, you can treat over the pace. You mustn't ever treat over the pacemaker, but you can treat the rest of the body. So a person with a pacemaker that has sore joints Mm -hmm. in their, in their hands, that's fine. Person with a pacemaker that's got a sore chest, avoid that area. Um, Women in the first and second trimester of pregnancy, we avoid treating them. That has, we've never, we've had people that have treated themselves. We've never had an issue with it, but there's a certain level of responsibility um, to making sure that we are legally safe, right? So that's one of your legal disclaimers. And the last one, again, we have never had an issue with, but it's a really good precaution for quite a few people. If a person has a tumor in an area, you know there is a cancerous tumor in there, we do not treat over that area. Microcurrent will passively encourage increased blood flow, which is great for people that have uh, neuropathy or Renaud syndrome uh, or just cold body areas in general. But for a tumor, we're essentially giving it fuel. We're throwing Mm -hmm. fuel on the fire. So if a person does have a tumor again, we can treat them, but we don't treat over that area. If you know you've got a lung tumor, avoid treating over your chest area. Those are really the only precautions we have. Otherwise, microcurrent devices are safe to use anywhere on your body. Um, We even have attachments for using them inside your mouth um, if you need to treat gums. Um, and we have uh, attachments as well to help strengthen pelvic floor muscles. Um, so those are insertable attachments. So there's a lot of different things that go way beyond those warnings. But those are the three three big things that, that we just talked about that we want to be cautious of. Okay. When you talk about bringing in, it sounds like obviously you're speaking to it, going to bring in more blood flow. What about any like initial tears? You know, someone just has like a traumatic injury. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's injury that bad, they're not going to be uh, taking care of themselves right away. But in general, just to know where the safety protocol is, um, sure. if there's like a muscle tear or, mm-hmm. you know, a big injury, would, would that be something you're like, oh, this is where I'm in pain? Or do you avoid that until there's some healing? The, the quicker we get in, the quicker we see results. So if you, if you have a fresh injury, getting in there early can be really, really beneficial to how long your recovery time is uh, from that. We have um, people that, I'm trying to think, I saw someone the other day that asked on the Facebook page, they had been a 17-year-old boy gotten hit in the face with a shovel and had his nose broken. And their immediate thought was, well, what do I do? And they got straight on top of that. The, the level of swelling and how fast the bruising um, finishes and goes away is like way, way better when you use microcurrent than when you leave it a couple of days. So we do, um, we do have to look at that. When it comes to open wounds, uh, so if you cut yourself and you're bleeding, if you treat around the area, you will increase blood flow. But usually that means that the wound stops bleeding quicker. It may bleed a little bit more first, but then you're you're stacking up the blood, right? And you're creating mm-hmm. a, sta- a scab far more um, efficiently than if you would just let it kind of do it by itself. So we're not too concerned about that um, when it comes to fresh injuries. Okay.
Oh yeah, it's the passionate health advocate dance break. Now get up and shake your thing. And so going back to microcurrent in general, this is a fairly new modality. And you said for you with the, your parents' company, um, they were doing this, they got this from Russia. Where Where is microcurrent um, equipment and things like that available? Is this starting to be more mainstream? And how do people know what's uh, even the proper equipment to use? Uh, how do we know, since this is so new, it's like, what do we trust? I think this is like people are, kind of, you know, apprehensive on taking a step forward. It's like, you want to talk a little bit about your company and why you guys are, are good at what you do and, and keeping people safe? Sure, sure. I mean, as you said, we've, we've been in it since the beginning. Um, we, we used the original Russian technology. One of the big uh, downfalls to that was that America was not interested in giving Russian technology <laughs> FDA approval. Uh, especially since it was developed for the space program originally, like the idea of well, what do you do if you get injured or sick in space? Well, let's try and create something. So the technology goes even beyond that. I believe the first microcurrent machine was over 100 years old. Mm -hmm. um, and I know even in ancient Egypt, they used to attach electric eels to people to, uh, to provide uh, pain relief. I actually right. have heard of that. Yeah. 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 So, so there is a lot of concepts, a long history of electricity for healing. Um, but what we're seeing is that what it comes down to is a company that is willing to back their product, um, which is where we are, where we are at now. Uh, we uh, work with a manufacturer out of Texas. So it's American made technology. It's FDA approved, Health Canada approved. It's got its CE mark in Europe. Um, and when you go beyond the FDA, it gets more and more clearances. So it's considered safer in other countries. I think it's, again, it's where they categorize it. Sure. So it's, it's fully safe there. It has a warranty. There's a lot that goes into building it. And uh, now there are, conversely, there are other products on the market outside of ours that are not necessarily as safe. Um, I mentioned microcurrent uses sinusoidal waves to talk with your body right so you want to use the body's own language instead of a foreign language a lot of microcurrent devices that are really cheap i'm talking you go on amazon and buy one of those facelift devices on there um hundred dollars or something those use square waves which are artificial waves they use i'm sorry what was that they square waves so square like square waves they're, yeah they're shaped like a square uh -huh. so rather than sinusoidal which is you know your your body's natural rhythm they're okay. square and so that's like foreign language. It'll be like standing, talking to your body in Portuguese when it speaks English. It's not to know what it's, what it's doing. So square waves don't tend to have very long lasting effects. Um, it's not necessarily dangerous as, if, as much as it is, but it's just not going to, to work. And the, the cheaper microcurrent devices are made with plastic. They're not medical um, grade steel or anything like that. There are also other microcurrent devices out of Germany, um, some popular ones that I will not name here because I don't want to, I don't want to be disparaging anyone, uh, but that are working on a similar lines where they're just throwing various frequencies at you without any mm. thought. They just 
do whatever, right? There's no training, there's no manuals, there's nothing. And that was another reason for leaving the Russian technology behind as well, as it just couldn't keep up with the times. And the American technology we use now is, is far superior. And being able to get your device fixed if it breaks is a real big benefit instead of FedExing it back to Russia and hoping you see it again. Okay. So you mentioned uh, square waves are not uh, really appropriate. doesn't mean they're going to harm us, but they're not going to do what the actual device is intended to do. So tell me again, what was the actual wave that we're looking for? So it's a sine wave. Uh, Sinusoidal is is what they call it uh, technically. And Mm -hmm. so sine waves are much more expensive to engineer because you have to kind of mimic that body pattern. Whereas a okay. square wave, and you're is, doing a with your you're doing a wave I, motion. I, I realize <laughs> I'm I'm on a um yeah we're not on video here, so it is like a wave instead okay. of um like squares going up and Got down, okay. and and you know that the squares are really easy to code. That's my understanding from an engineer's mm-hmm. perspective. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to build because it's easier to code it just going up across down instead of having to follow a rhythm. Um, the other advantage to the rhythm is that we don't see the body putting up a resistance to it. I mean, first it's, it's body language, which is perfect because mm-hmm. we're speaking the body's own language, but also if we're bombarding the body all the time with that, we want to make sure that it doesn't think it's unnatural. The body is not a big fan of foreign objects or mm-hmm. foreign um, substances being put into it. So if we continually bombard it with something that's square waves, maybe the body turns around and says, you know what, I'm not going to listen to that anymore. And then Mm -hmm. you run the risk of a future microcurrent um, or continuing to do that therapy and get that relief not working anymore. Got it. So, yeah, so it sounds like if you have a cheaper model that's not doing the proper waves, which would be, as an example, the square waves may not cause you harm immediately, but it could change how you respond down the road if you want to actually implement the correct waves of microcurrent. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then you talk about your company. What is the name of your company? Right. Yes. I suppose I should say that. So uh, our company is uh, pain-free for life and that's F-O-R, not the number four. And uh, we, we've traded under a couple different names, but pain-free for life was the only one that really made it make sense for us as to what our vision was, right? There are Mm -hmm. over 1.5 billion people in the world who suffer from chronic pain. Um, And so they make up a very large portion of society. And for these people, there's often no concept of being pain-free. So we wanted to find something that would allow people to find us. And and that's what this name has done. So uh, we've been working under here for for three or four years now. And uh, we're really, really happy with the fact that we've been able to reach so many more people uh, by using this name instead of a generic medical company name. (laughs) Right, right. This resonates with the the consumers for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So um, now during this time, I, I think as we've been talking, living through the, the year of the pandemic, uh, we have a lot of listeners that are not just in the States. So with your company, this anybody can use your products? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. We, um, we work virtually with everyone. And this was before COVID as well. So we were well set up to, to do this. But uh, people can't leave anymore. They can't maybe make it to their usual pain management doctor to get the relief they need. And this has been a method of us being able to to get that to them wherever they are. So we're very conscious of time zones. We know that Australia, which is, we have a very uh, large community in Australia. They are a day and a bit ahead 
right? So mm -hmm. they're the next day already. Uh, so we make sure to time appointments to work with them. And with the UK, we, we make sure we get up earlier in the morning so that we're getting them at a good time. So wherever you are in the world, you can use the equipment. It does have clearances almost everywhere um, at this point. The uh, Australian clearances are being redone, uh, but that's the only one that's being redone. Everything else is valid at this point. Um, and we don't have any issues getting the equipment to people and helping them use it wherever they are, even okay. with the mail slowdowns. Even to, yeah, it might be a little delayed, but it can still get there. Exactly. Okay. And again, just pointing out, because if people are curious about this, want to learn more, um, even if they're not going to use, let's just say they don't use the equipment from your company mm -hmm. as a professional, do you highly recommend how, how do people know kind of like a stamp of approval uh, for the regulations? What is it? Will it be written on the equipment? So sometimes, yeah, they will get approval. you got to be cautious because you can get pretty much anything FDA cleared um, nowadays, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. The only things that get FDA approved are drugs. So you're looking for FDA cleared anyway, but it's what is it cleared at? Uh, certain things are cleared under a generic label, which means they've just been found to cause no harm in the tests that were done. Um, not that they are used for any purpose. So you want to look for what they are cleared for. If okay. they are cleared for pain, chronic pain, post-surgical pain, then, you know, the chances are they have been tested properly. If they are just cleared for general wellness, that would be a, a precautionary thing for me. And anything that is a cosmetic device that you just buy at one of those cheap cosmetic devices. I wouldn't try to use those for pain because they're, they're just not designed for that. They're, they're really meant just to kind of uh, lift the, the face a bit and get rid of some wrinkles. So they're yeah. much weaker um, and they're not really built with healing in mind. Right. And the whole point of this and coming to where you reside is for treating people with inflammation and pain. Um, we're not talking about cosmetics. So, you know, pay attention to, if you are curious, what is it that you want to do? And then obviously go to a reputable company as yours mm -hmm. to do that. Excellent. I know before we started, we were talking about certain things that, that you come across and, and tell us a bit, you were talking about how you don't want people to be fearful of the microcurrent. Right, right. Because current are that, that that can be really intimidating. If yeah. Saying like, oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think when people get to this concept of electricity um, and it healing themselves, there's already some doubt, right? Mm -hmm. It's maybe what we are taught is that there is a chemical answer uh, for these problems. That's that's what the medical system teaches us. That's what my my family doctor would tell me, right? You have this problem, you take this pill, and you continue to take that pill until it doesn't work anymore. And so that's, that's sort of where we're at um, when we're, we're trained to think this way. And so the concept of something coming in and working with your body is a little bit far-fetched. Uh, it also seems overwhelming. When you start doing some research in a microcurrent, there's a lot of conversations about um, well, what frequencies work for this and, and how do you apply this and so on and so forth. And to be honest, it doesn't have to be as complicated as people make it out to be. If you wanted to study microcurrent and master microcurrent, you could spend a long time doing that. I mean, I, I know people that have spent three years trying to get the most out of their professional equipment, learning everything with continuing education programs full of people. But 
that's not for everyone. You know, if you're in pain, you don't want to wait 10 months to learn how to treat that particular pain. Right. And it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You don't have to master it. Uh, it is not dangerous. You know, microcurrent is very, very gentle. As I said, it's your body's own communication system kind of just weaponized in a device. And if we can use that, uh, we're, we're working really as safely as we can possibly be. It would be more dangerous to take a couple of Tylenol for a headache than it would be to misuse microcurrent. Okay. So if someone were to misuse, do they have a, a chance of shocking themselves? Like hurting themselves with a shock wave or? No, so it's not wave? gonna, if you would have, the, the most I can think of the, the most, yeah, the most you could probably do would be if you would have licked the electrode, you'd get a bit of a jolt um, because you are still, your tongue is gonna be very conductive, right? It's very moist. Uh, so you may get a little bit of a zap. Uh, the, there is such a thing as overtreating with microcurrent as well. And that's important to know. If you are really desperately trying to work out, say some elbow pain, and you just keep going at it for an hour or two and you're not getting relief. And so you keep going, you can trigger um, kind of a nausea thing. You can also get dehydrated. So that's why we recommend short burst treatments, you know, five, 10 minutes, stop drink some water. And, and if you follow those guidelines, you, you just won't experience those, uh, those negative side effects or those scary things that people are frightened of. Right. And as you said earlier, we were saying less is more. <laughs> so less you need the body to process. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We have that philosophy of do the least that does the most. And that's our kind of goal with, with these. We have some very good treatments for just treating the whole body and pretty much everyone gets put on those from the get-go because they require very little effort from the person and they provide more benefit than the effort you're putting out. So it's worth getting everyone started on those sorts of things and, and moving from there. Okay, great. And so if people are, you know, using the equipment and they're making sure they have, uh, as you say, a concierge, so to speak, to kind mm -hmm. of guide them through their process after, you know, they're feeling good and they're not in the pain that they like, let's say the chronic pain, that's always a big one, right? Mm -hmm. They're no longer in chronic pain. Cause let's face it, folks, pain comes and goes, that's part of life. So, um, but what you are trying to share was that you don't have to be in chronic pain, pain all the time. Cause it's, that's uh, right. no one likes to live in that always in pain, but pain will come back. And so when people are out of chronic pain, how are they functioning? Are they still, do you find people that are using this equipment? Do they actually take action into kind of creating a lifestyle that will help them keep them out of the, the chronic pain? Or do they just go back to the equipment for their, all their answers? Right. I think people like to think that the equipment is a fix-all. Once they've gotten something from it, they will tend to try and go back to it for everything. But once we've gotten that far, we start to talk about these other things as well, because lifestyle changes are important. A lot of people, as I said earlier, by the time they've made it to us, they've already experienced a lot of these different things. They've had someone telling them they need to change their diet. They've uh, tried to exercise and maybe they're just sick and tired of trying. Maybe they did try mm -hmm. and it didn't make a difference. Mm -hmm. But once they've got past the pain, then they can start to look at a brighter future and working on those other things. And we do have resources we recommend to them stuff that is easy for them to just read some simple exercises for example that are great for people that are just coming out of pain uh, we have some basic dietary recommendations and then if people want to move 
into really focusing on their diet, which I do recommend people do. We have functional nutritionists that we recommend uh, that we've worked with closely so they can get that one-on-one support because I, I just don't think anything beats that that one-on-one support. You know? Yeah, and I, I would uh, agree with you on that. I feel like it's, it. I think we the reason why we're, we're talking is because I do believe in the power that we all have the power to heal and um, it's in our DNA. We have that mm-hmm. capability. Um, getting there can be, can be tough and challenging for a lot of people, probably people listening to the show right now. Um, but once we do that, it's nice to, to get the support, to keep taking care of ourselves. It's not just, yeah, I think it's just like when you can actually think and see clear when you're out of the chronic pain, then it's like, okay, lifestyle, we can kind of make it to better support us. So we're not in that chronic pain anymore. Absolutely. Yeah. I think some, for some people, their goal is I want to hike again, you know, the sort of thing that you don't take, you you take for granted when you're, when you're not in pain, but with the chronic pain, once that's set in, it's like the simplest thing is where you want to be. Yeah. Yeah, No, that sounds like a dream for a lot of people when you can't do it. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, Right now, if people are listening and they're like, okay, now I'm super curious. There's nothing to be afraid of. Um, (laughs) And it sounds like I would get support even using this equipment. So what are you offering people? What's going on right now with some services that you have? Right. So we absolutely recommend that people check out our website, uh, painfreeforlife.com and book a consultation. I mean, it's free. And you can see if we think it'll be a good fit and if you think we're a good fit, because that's important too, right? If we're going to become a part of your healthcare team, we need to be on the same page. Otherwise, you know, neither of us is going to be happy. Um, And so once we've done that, we are absolutely encouraging people to either ask if they're looking for a practitioner. I can probably find them someone. I I highly recommend you do ask. Um, We don't mind looking. Don't just go out there blindly and Google and say, oh, there's someone down the road from me that does it because you'll find a lot of people that maybe don't have the experience or the right equipment. And uh, they, they, they may not necessarily cause you harm, but it's not going to be a positive experience for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll let you know if there's someone nearby that can help you. But if you think I want this equipment, I want to get started with it, then uh, we have a special offer for you as well. So you'll be able to use the code PHA junkies and get 15% off your equipment. Uh, remember what I mentioned before as well, the treatment coordinator, the video training, the manuals, those are all included. So you're not in it alone. You don't have, we're not gonna say, turn around to you and say, okay, well now we've had your first treatment coordinator pro- uh, meeting. Now it's a hundred dollars at every session you need. So whatever you spend on your equipment, that is your buy-in for the service moving forward. Mm. So you know, that, that support to me is just so important. I'm, I'm really proud of the team we have and, and how hard they work to make sure everyone's getting what they need. Great. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. And also super awesome that you're offering a special code for listeners. So he said PHA junkies, passionate health advocate junkies. So if you are curious about this equipment and you want to go to the company pain-free for life, uh, check that code out make a consultation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and then see how you fit. It's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, we will make that fit work. Um, if we can, then we're going to be making some great progress for you. Okay. And other, so you have your website and then how else people can hear or learn more information. Are you on any other social media 
Yeah, we're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. You can search for Pain Free for Life. You'll find us on there. Uh, and you can ask questions on any of those platforms. Someone will get back to you. We do have a Pain Free for Life support group on Facebook. So you can go in there and you don't have to take it from me. You can ask the other people that have, have benefited from this equipment and, uh, and get some testimonials live and on the spot so that you know uh, that it's going to potentially work for you. Maybe people in similar situations. Oh, that's so fantastic. You have a support group there. So anybody can reach that. It doesn't matter which country. And you also, just real quick, you mentioned um, you're going to look for a therapist or a practitioner. Um, are they also going to be global or is this mainly in the United States? So I do have practitioners globally. Uh, it, it's obviously more sparse. I have quite a lot in Canada and the United States. And some states are also more sparse than others. Uh, California, for example, we have quite a few practitioners there that are really well-trained. Um, Texas, the same thing. Uh, now, we have practitioners in the UK. I have a couple in Germany. I've got quite a lot in Australia. So there's some, some options there for sure. Um, and I can always check. Uh, you never know. Some, we get some people that crop up pretty quickly. They're really into learning they'll get their equipment and within a couple of months they'll they'll be comfortable enough to treat people and it's always easier if they have an anatomical background right if they're an md or an nd because they mm -hmm. have that kind of knowledge to back it all up got it yeah so if they're already practicing something in healthcare, then that's even more suitable to use the equipment for other people not yeah. just for themselves Okay, well, this has been fantastic. I mean, who knew that these little microcurrents can really transform your scoliosis, chronic pain? Uh, anybody listening, you know, this is this is new stuff coming out. Um, it's been around for a while, but probably new to the mainstream. And you have an opportunity to take a consultation, check it out, and see if this equipment will work for you, or if you want to work directly with a practitioner. Yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully we'll hear from a lot of people that we can, uh, we can get started on that pain-free life, huh? Well, people definitely, I mean, with this equipment sounds really good for during the pandemic, right? Especially if people aren't able to go physically to see another practitioner, this could be a good opportunity to try it. Absolutely. Nice. Well, thank you so much, Rob. This has been really fascinating. I, I think this is just, who knows where this is going to go? This whole microcurrent can really transform people's lives. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining the Passionate Health Advocate Show with your host, Denise DeShetler. Like what you hear? Then subscribe, rate, and review this podcast.